Welcome to the Public Services Reform podcast from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. My name is Ramesh Feitelengam, and today I'm at a CMPO conference on public service delivery in developing countries. And with me is Pushkar Maitra from Monash University, who's a professor of economics there, and has presented a paper on a new approach to microfinance, looking at uh, something called intermediated loans. Pushkar, I wonder if you could start off by explaining what these things are that you've been thinking about. Well... This is part of a project um, called Microfinance Beyond Group Lending. Now, over the last 20 years, microfinance, people have thought of microfinance as being the panacea for all ills facing credit market. Uh, 2005, Mahmoud Yunus got the Nobel Prize for Peace. 2005 was also the year of microfinance. So, you know, everybody's been talking about how great microfinance is. But off late, and I'm sure most people have followed the happenings in Andhra Pradesh in India over the last year or so, microfinance has come under a lot of criticism. And there are two issues about microfinance that has received quite a bit of criticism. One is the loan product itself, because microfinance typically targets projects which have a very short gestation period, because what happens is these women get loans and they have to start repaying within two weeks which means you really can't invest in projects which require a time gap between the time you invest and the time you get the returns. And that essentially means that investment has been in projects like livestock rearing and things like that, small businesses, and not even you know very productive small businesses, but livestock rearing. And one of the things we kept hearing in, our, in the course of our field service in West Bengal was that you, know, you could have as many people selling eggs and as many people selling milk in the villages. So... That was one problem with the loan product itself. The second is the traditional group lending model has been based on this model of groups getting loans, you know, and uh, peer monitoring and joint liability. But joint liability itself has a lot of problems and people are increasingly saying that that has a harmful effect on the social capital within village and you, you can have, there's a joint liability tax. So that's second. And both of them relate to the fact that jo- this kind of group lending joint liability model with group lending and joint liability models have a there's a cost associated with it the self-help group or the the model that is typically in operation in india involves people saving there's compulsory savings that's costly for some households then you have regular group meetings that could also add up the cost you know cost of time cost of attending these group meetings could, could be substantial so there is quite a bit of debate as to whether group lending models that have been operational for the last 20 years is the right model or not. And people have started moving towards more individual lending model, you know, so much so that Grameen Bank, the pioneers of microfinance, have moved to a, a new version of their model, which is more individual lending. But the point to note is that whatever has been done, agriculture has been left untouched. There's been no loans for agriculture. It's still left to the you have to borrow from traders and lenders and money lenders at high interest rates. And, and that is what we kept hearing in our field visits, that why should only women get these loans? Why can't we farmers get loans? We need loans. So the question is, how can we redesign microfinance so that can target agriculture, that doesn't have these costs of, you know, group regular costs that households have to bear in terms of, attending regular group meetings, savings requirements, and so on, uh, that will target small landholders and even landless households. So that is the problem. But then it's not so easy because you have to address problems of selection, problems of how to monitor. In the traditional group lending model, groups are formed, people select into groups, and you have 
peer monitoring. So both of these problems are solved in that sense. So now, if you want to move away from this model, you have to come back to these problems. And how do you address these problems? Luckily, economic theory has a solution. Economic theory, there's a huge amount of literature in the mechanism design theory, which says that when you have a situation like this, you have a principal, an agent, you can third layer, called an intermediary, who has information about the agent. And this seems to work. So why not use this in the context of credit? Within each village, typically, there will be people, individuals, who will have information about the borrowers, about households who need credit, whether they're the safe type or risky type, how likely are they to be able to repay or willing to repay. So why don't we use them as loan intermediaries? So the microfinance organization or the lending organization goes ahead, hires these individuals as loan agents. Their task is essentially to recommend a set of borrowers. And then the microfinance organization or the lending organization can choose to provide credit to a group out of this set of households that have been recommended. So has, has this, in the case of your field experiment, arisen spontaneously and you've gone in there to analyse it, or have you really implemented the idea? We, we, and, yeah, and, that's and right. Then, we, we and then you test how effective it is. Exactly. So we implemented it. The Reserve Bank of India has been talking about models like this, but there's been no empirical analysis, no, no evaluation of this kind of program. So we actually went ahead, designed a program, we teamed up with the microfinance organization who's based in Kolkata in West Bengal, and we went ahead and we are doing a randomized evaluation of this different of this model of intermediate lending. The question is, who is going to be the agent? So we experiment with, we have two different arms. In one case, the agent is a trader who has economic ties between the, with the people whom he uh, recommends with the households in the village. And the other case, the agent is somebody who is recommended by the local village council. So there are these political and social ties with households in the village whom he recommends. So we're looking at whether the effects are going to be different, whether the selection mechanisms are going to be different depending on who the agent is. And in every case, we are going to compare it to the standard, the group-based lending model, which is similar to the groups, the models that most microfinance organizations have followed, excepting that in, in that case also we they are not going to be short-term loans where you know repayment starts in two weeks' time, but it's also going to be loans targeted towards agriculture. So what what, what results are you getting from this this this, uh, this experiment it's, so far? It's ongoing. It's sure, ongoing. Sure. So we don't. There's very very little we can say. So it's halfway through a two-year project. What we are finding is that at the very short run, we are finding that in terms of the usual metrics that most microfinance organizations use, repayment, take-up rates, the trail model or the agent-intermediated lending model where the trader is the agent is doing very well, and actually doing better than the group-based lending model. The grail model where the agent is somebody who is recommended by the village council is doing better than the group-based lending model as well, but not as well as the trader-intermediate lending model. They're doing well. There does not appear to be any evidence of collusion between the agent and the potential borrowers in the sense that agent seems to be recommending safe borrowers who are likely to repay. So it's not as if the agent is recommending risky borrowers and then using some mechanism to extract the surplus from these borrowers. So that that seems to be good. But then the other thing that we are finding is that the, the agent intermediate lending models seem to be targeting more households with an intermediate range of land holding. So all these households that had to be recommended needed to be less than 1.5 acres of land. So they are still small and marginal farmers. Within that category, the agent intermediate lending model, 
the agents seem to be recommending households were likely to have about 0.5 acres or 0.6 acres of land, whereas group-based lending model seems to be attracting the poorer households. You, you mentioned that the, the traditional form of microfinance is very much focused on quite short-term investment projects. The repayments have to start coming in almost immediately. And one of the things I, I guess you want to try and address is encourage people into longer-term investments that may be bigger investments, may take a longer time for the, for the returns to start coming. Do you have a feel how, how that's working out? Okay, so... Well? That's a very good question because I, I should have made it clear. The loans that we that the microfinance that, that this project is providing are four-month loans. They are matched with the potato, the cycle of potato cultivation to begin with. So you don't have to repay every two weeks, every three weeks, and so on. So you get a loan and the repayment is due at the end of four months, 120 days. So you can use this money to buy seeds to invest in, in for cultivation purposes. And some of the other results that we are finding, we, we, we have to work a lot more on this, is that there is an effect on cultivation. So households that were previously not cultivating, getting this money and choosing to lease in land to cultivate, or the acreage of cultivation is going on. So we have to work a lot more on this. We, you know, uh, But there is some evidence that this is happening, which is a good sign, because... People have always complained that agriculture is left out. Households have been complaining. Policymakers are complaining. So this is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Your project is also it's individual liability rather than joint liability, and, and and one of the strong incentives, I guess, for the people you're lending to is that then they they use they have one loan, they they repay it, and then they come back for perhaps bigger projects and develop them in the future. Yes, yes. How, how's that? So there is a dynamic incentive. So if you pay back the amount that you are due this at end of the cycle, end of four months, the next loan, should you want to take it, is a higher, of a higher size. So it's 33% more than what you, the first loan was. So for, for example, when, when they started off, the loan amounts were 2,000 rupees. If you paid off the full amount plus the interest, you would get 2,600 rupees and so on. At the end of the two years, you would end up getting 8,000 rupees as the loan. So there's a dynamic incentive inbuilt. So there's incentives to repay because you get more loans. If you don't repay, you don't get a loan until you, until you have fully repaid the loan. Or if you repay more than 50%, but not the full amount, your next round's loan is based depend, dependent on how much you have repaid. You're, you say you're only halfway through. Tell me how it's going to play out in terms of the, the, the actual uh, the process and then your analysis of it. That's a good question. At this stage, it is definitely going to continue till October or November this year. We are in conversation with the microfinance organization to extend it more. Depends what are the impacts. We have to do some analysis before that. We are looking at it as a pilot project, and uh, we hope to be able to talk to some of the policymakers. And there's, there, you know, as I said, that the Reserve Bank of India has been talking about these kind of models to increase financial inclusion. This project kind of satisfies all their requirements. So we are hoping that we'll be able to talk to the Reserve Bank, and they will be able to direct us to organisations who will be willing to follow up on this kind of project. So at this stage. We are hopeful that it will happen. We are not sure, but it'll. We are in conversations. That's all I can say. At this well, we should come back and have a conversation on another occasion and, and find out how you got on. Definitely. Meanwhile, Pushkar Major, thank you very much. Thank you very much.